Quality sleep is essential, and that's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. So you can choose what's right for you whenever you like. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature. Quiets their snores. Sleep Number does that. Sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on Sleep Number limited edition smart beds for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. President Trump criticized for blurring the lines between the White House and the Justice Department. The Kennedy files are released, but what, if anything, did we learn? And could Rex Tillerson's next career move be stand-up comedian? This is the State of America Tonight. The uranium sale to Russia, that's Watergate, modern age. Sources tell CNN that President Trump directed his senior staff to have the Justice Department lift a gag order on an FBI informant. The FBI informant should be free to say what he knows. Thousands of files on the assassination of President Kennedy finally released. One major cliffhanger was his killer, Lee Harvey Oswald, an agent of the CIA. The CIA and the FBI in particular had a lot of information before the assassination to suggest that Lee Harvey Oswald was a danger. Hello, I'm Joe Johns, live in Washington for Kate Baldwin. To our viewers watching around the world, this is the State of America Tonight. A surprising appeal from President Trump is raising eyebrows after sources tell CNN the president personally requested that a gag order on an FBI informant be lifted. That informant was part of an FBI probe into Russia's attempts to gain influence in the U.S. uranium industry during the Obama administration. But first, a little background on how we got here. At the center of the FBI probe is the sale of a uranium mining company to Russia's Atomic Energy Agency. That deal had to be approved by several government agencies, including the State Department, a State Department that Hillary Clinton was running at the time. Questions about the sale prompting a congressional probe, along with these comments from the president this week. I think the uranium sale to Russia and the way it was done, so underhanded, with tremendous amounts of money being passed, I actually think that's Watergate, modern age. One of Mr. Trump's top advisors says the president's main concern is transparency. It is not unusual for a president to weigh in. He believes, as, as many others do, frankly, that the FBI informant should be free to say what he knows. But this was made, let me repeat, the mm -hmm. judiciary chairman in the United States Senate Chuck Grassley made this request to the Justice Department last week. But this is not normal. The Justice Department actually has rules in place limiting White House actions on things like this, especially when political opponents of the president are involved. And for one top Democrat, this incident is just the latest in what he calls a troubling pattern of Trump politicizing the agency. There were rules in the wake of the Nixon improprieties that presidents would not intervene or interfere in ongoing investigations or potential judgments about informants keeping confidential and so forth because they are necessary to protect people who are doing investigations. 
And those norms now seem to be violated. Now to go to a different Russia controversy, this one involving that anti-Trump dossier and news that the Clinton campaign and the Democratic National Committee helped pay for it months after Republicans helped pay for it, too. Clinton's former campaign chairman and the former DNC chairwoman telling the Senate Intelligence Committee they had nothing to do with those payments. But there's another key official we've not yet heard from, Robbie Mook, the man who served as Hillary Clinton's campaign manager. Pundits note that campaign managers are often kept in the loop on opposition research. But for Donald Trump's former campaign manager, keeping tabs on the campaign's data firm, which we've now learned did some re- outreach to WikiLeaks, was seemingly not at the top of her to-do list. Are you comfortable that the Trump campaign through uh, the Cambridge Analytica had a connection to WikiLeaks? They didn't have a connection to WikiLeaks. They reached out to WikiLeaks to help with the data. That, that's what I read in the data. No, not to help with the data. It, it's something about releasing the emails. I know nothing about that because I was the campaign manager mm-hmm. and I can't be bothered with any of that. Now, for the conspiracy theorist and the history buff, the release of the files on President John F. Kennedy's assassination has been in the works for years, 25 years to be exact. President Trump making good on a 1992 law ordering the government to make those files public, sort of. Only some of the records were released after the national security uh, intelligence community raised concerns. And what was revealed? Well, it left some wanting more. But what we got was raw intelligence, loads of rumors, this informant calling the CIA, that informant calling the FBI, and they all had hot information, most of which did not check out, which is true in most investigations. Uh, it's, con- it's confusing. In 25 years, you think they would have put together something that was intelligible for the public, but they did not. President Trump tweeting, JFK files are being carefully released. In the end, there will be great transparency. It is my hope to get just about everything to public. One Kennedy historian acknowledging the role of the intel community likely played. I think President Trump had the impulse to release all of these, but the CIA and FBI prevailed on him at the last minute to withhold most of them. And a different impulse from President Trump caused quite a few laughs this morning after he tweeted, Happy birthday to the great Lee Greenwood 83. You and your beautiful songs have made such a difference. Make America great again. Only that Lee Greenwood, yeah, he isn't this Lee Greenwood. God bless the That there is Lee Greenwood, the singer, appearing at a Trump rally this past March. The other Lee Greenwood, well, this is one of his tweets from January when he was out protesting Trump's travel ban with a friend. A valuable lesson for all of us. Think before you tweet. Finally, Rex Tillerson, secretary of SNARK, President Trump's top diplomat, showing off his comedic talents and maybe dishing on life inside the Beltway during a trip to Geneva. Yeah, it's, uh, some days I feel like I need to do that. Curl up the ball. <laughs> the weekend's almost in sight, Mr. Secretary. Hopefully you can curl up all you want. Now let's go to our Caitlin Collins at the White House for more on the president's unusual influence in the uranium deal investigation. Caitlin? 
Well, Joe, we're hearing from the White House on this a little bit, actually, when Kellyanne Conway, the counselor to the president, was on CNN this morning. She essentially confirmed what we had reported, that the president wanted this gag order lifted off this informant. Now, this comes after CNN had reported that the president told White House staff to work with the Justice Department on lifting this gag order from this FBI informant who had been part of the investigation into Russia's attempt to gain influence in the United States uranium industry. But Kellyanne Conway was quick to point out that the president was simply going with what Senator Chuck Grassley had officially requested. She said that was the proper channel to go through. And though it's unusual for the White House to get involved with something like this, Kellyanne Conway said the president simply wants this informant to be able to be free to speak his mind in front of Congress. Now, this is about that 2010 deal where the Russia's Atomic Energy Agency bought the, that United States uranium company that was approved by the Obama administration, including several department heads like Secretary of State Hillary Clinton. But the president has made clear he thinks this is the modern day Watergate saying of this investigation that, quote, it was unusual, so underhanded with tremendous amounts of money being passed, end quote. And this is something that House Republicans recently announced a new investigation into because they're curious to learn more about the circumstances of that sale, Joe. So it's likely we'll hear more about this from the White House in the coming days because this is something that has clearly been on the president's mind lately. Thanks for teeing it all up, Caitlin. We're going to talk about all of that in just a minute. Caitlin Collins at the White House. Coming up, probing the Russian uranium deal, President Trump weighs in and gets his way. Political meddling or a push for transparency? Our panel is going to weigh in. So the U.S. sold Russia a stake in a uranium mining company in 2010, even though the FBI was investigating Russian influence in the U.S. nuclear industry. Hillary Clinton was Secretary of State at the time, and now President Donald Trump is suggesting that the inquiry into possible Russian collusion in last year's election should be aimed at Clinton instead of himself. Panel tonight, Matt Lewis, CNN political commentator and senior columnist at the Daily Beast, Bill Press host of The Bill Press Show, Paris Denard, CNN political commentator and former White House staffer under George W. Bush, and Karen Demersion, CNN political analyst and congressional reporter at The Washington Post. Welcome to you all. Happy Friday. Hi, Joe. So, look, um, you heard Caitlin Collins there. The administration's putting a lot of energy into this uranium story. What's the point? Well, look, you could be cynical, and politics is cynical, and say that this is... Donald Trump trying to play politics, score points, and push back at the allegations that his administration colluded with the Russians. But I think this is actually a legitimate story to look into. So obviously part of it is there are allegations, uh, you know, the worst case scenario that Hillary Clinton was compromised by the Russians via donations to the Clinton Foundation. But let's just assume that that's, you know, conspiracy and not true. I, I'm still left with a, a big question. Why did President Obama approve giving selling you know giving russia 20 percent of american uranium i well, i don't know the President answer to obama it was a whole committee right karen right. of uh, different, government, different government agencies right. and the other fact that i think is underreported is that from all we know none of this uranium was 
ever sold and transported to Russia. It can't be. Right. By, by license, it cannot right. be exported so, from the United States. I didn't mean right. to jump right. in. Right. Yeah. right. So, okay, so I guess my, my question is, given the fact that this uranium has never been weaponized, has never been exported to Russia, um, given the fact that all these different agencies participated in the decision, is this a distraction or is this a real story? Well, I mean, it's a real story in that, you know, if Russia is trying to buy influence in the United States in various different ways and is trying to have a major stake in the nuclear market, yes. But this becomes more of a question of, you know, the unsexy topics of monopolies and corporate influence and various things like that than actually like, oh, the Uranium is going to go make a bomb in Russia and that's going to blow up our arms control treaties. That's, that's, it's, it's two separate issues that just happen to use one word that we normally use in one context and not the other. And, and it's, a, it's a pretty typical thing that, you know, the CFIUS board has to review these applications any time a foreign entity is going to take over a majority stakeholdership and is going to be able to, to, to grow its uh, section of the market in any sort of field. This time it was nuclear. It's happening at a time at which we know Russia was trying to bid up its influence, however, in various ways, online through social media, in, in various markets, politically as well as it could. And now there's these reports of was there something else untoward afoot in terms of trying to bribe its way in in, in illegitimate ways. And, That's why mm-hmm. we're looking at this again and saying, was this evidence of something else that was, you know, that they should have seen? Right. And Bill Press, uh, you look at this thing uh, and uh, there's been a lot of fact checking that said uh, Hillary Clinton uh, really didn't participate in this decision and uh, sort of questioning the whole premise of the story. But yet well, it's still a story. Well, I want, uh, yeah. First of all, I, w- I want to agree with Matt. This is a big story to look into, but it was looked into. This is as old as Methuselah. I mean, look, PolitiFact, right? Tampa Bay Times, totally objective. They looked at this two years ago and rated it mostly false. You're right. There are nine different agencies, plus the Nuclear Regulatory Commission, plus the state of Utah What's Nuclear the Commission. What's the argument for doing that? This that has to look at this. The tre- chairman of this group is the cha- Secretary of Treasury, a representative of the State Department was on there. There is zero influence, zero indication or evidence that Hillary Clinton knew about it, ever attended a meeting, and certainly didn't intervene. For, but forget, this is Donald Trump's chat try to change the subject, Matt, and you know it. I'm just saying, forget the Hillary part, forget the conspiracy part. Why, why is this in America's interest? Like, why, why well, would America approve this sale? That's a good question. The, the answer is, according to the Obama administration, I remember I was in the White House covering at the time, was that this was part of the Russian reset. But Joe was right. They cannot sell any of this uranium outside of the United States. Now, let me get Paris into this. Uh, You know, give me your view on this, because one thing that doesn't seem clear is that the Trump administration is actually opposed to the sale of uranium to Russia. So it appears that the Trump administration is trying to perhaps play up the hypocrisy of Democrats saying Russia, 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 and then when Republicans start saying Russia, everybody goes silent. You nailed it. This is about hypocrisy. If the issue of Russia meddling is important to the American people and to the political process, then we should look at it no matter where it goes. If there's tenets in the Republican Party or in the Trump campaign, then have that investigation if it's a real investigation. If there are tenets that, tentacles that go into the Hillary Clinton campaign or the Obama White House, let's look with just as much vigor, just as much veracity into that. But what we see is that every time we mention Russia, there's only this emphasis on Russia collusion and Donald Trump's campaign on the White House as if that's where it started, if that is the case. 
What we see now through this instance is back in 2009, there was possibly the roots of Russia's first attempts at getting into meddling into the into our political campaign. Karin, so, you're smiling. I'm only this smiling was, because, wait, because I yeah. want to add one thing to this. Yes, you should look at Russian attempts to collude with Trump. Yes, you should look at Russian attempts to collude with Clinton. Russia wants to get in any place it can. It has no loyalty to one particular party or entity. But you also have to just look at Russian attempts to get into the United States and have influence, period, divorced from one campaign or the other. That is actually a real issue when it comes to uranium deals or elections generally or infrastructure systems. And we seem very unable as a country to have this discussion about the real threats outside of the political forum. First of all, to to Paris's point, I'd be happy if Donald Trump would finally say something about Russia meddling in our 2016 election, which he has not yet condemned or said is worthy of investigating. This is some business deal that should or should not have happened, although 11 agencies approved it. But what about hacking into our election? If That's more important. It, well, we know if President, if, if the Trump organization had some little business deal with Russia, it would be a little bit more of a story than what it is right. now. So you just flippantly say this little Russia business deal. Well, if it had been Trump, it would been a different story. Because it was Clinton and Obama's, we, paid, we gave it a pass. And that's the president's does point. Does Trump realize he won the election? Do you realize he won the election? I do, but does, does he? he, realize he, he won wants the to talk about Hillary. She's yeah. gone. And, and the question is, that, that is kind of curious, isn't it? We hear Hillary, 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 and she's never been president once. It seems like it's been more time on Obama, but he really doesn't. But she was a secretary of state dealing with these international leaders on a regular basis, including Russia. And so when you want to talk about access to Russia and knowing Russia, you have to go back to the Secretary of State, which was Hillary Clinton. Okay, well, he doesn't spend as much time talking about Obama, (laughs) but he is spending a lot of time reversing uh, the Obama legacy, if you will, in Capitol Hill. Yes, and it's also a question of who's the messenger right now. I mean, look, you have Devin Nunes announcing this probe this week on Capitol Hill. Devin Nunes already got, you know, a a, a well- a lot of pushback from Democrats right. that were saying, it looks mighty like you were coordinating with the White House right. the last time you were talking about those unmaskings of names. So, so is that investigation tainted, not, by the way? Well, I mean, it's, it, these characters have been tested before and not in the greatest light. So it's hard to divorce it from that. All right. Come right back to that in a minute. Coming up, classified no longer, thousands of newly released documents shed light on the JFK assassination. But a last-minute decision to hold back some of them raises even more questions. Our panel is going to weigh in. Coming up next. This is straight out of the CIA playbook, which is to release some trivial information, keep the most sensitive information public, and play for time. And so what they did was they persuaded President Trump to keep secrecy around these records for six more months. And from their point of view, it was for a good reason. There's very embarrassing material in here about the CIA's role in the JFK story. They're trying to keep that out of public view. That's the editor of JFKFacts.org there on the decision to withhold hundreds of files from the JFK document dump after the government had decades to prepare for the release among Many questions left unanswered. What link, if any, JFK's killer had with the CIA? Now let's get back to the panel. So this is very curious, and we all have a million questions about the conspiracy theory, but we haven't gotten to the bottom of the big question, which is how could the government go 25 years 
and not have this thing figured out when the deadline day comes. That's the federal government for you. That's exactly how they work. <laughs> Inefficiency, bureaucracy, right, red tape. Yeah. So we shouldn't be surprised by that. But I think President Trump actually did the right thing. He did the thing that we would expect presidents to do. Listen to the, the administration and say, you know what, let me pause. He didn't say, I'm not going to release anything. He said, I want to get as much as I can, but I don't want to compromise national security by doing so. And I think that was a responsible thing, but I hope that he does get as much as this out as he can because it's time to put this that, to rest. To me, the problem, the reason to put this out, aside from you know, transparency and, and the public's right to know things, is, is to tamp down on conspiracies and questions about our own government. And this doesn't, in fact, this actually fuels conspiracies right. to, to put some of it out and not others. And the way they built it up, had he decided and announced from day one, we are going to have to redact some of this, that would be different. The anticipation was that we were actually going to get the information and then we did. Right. And so, and I, I, go yeah. ahead. I think the big story here is the cover up that they've been sitting on this for so long. I don't understand why. I think American. People have a right to know everything they've got about the Kennedy assassination. And I wish, I'm not trying to be too critical, Paris. I just wish the president had said, no, you've had enough time. Put the whole damn mm -hmm. stuff out. And, and one of, pile out. I yeah, think you'd have bipartisan support from the country if <laughs> exactly. he did so. So well, at some point he well, <laughs> I have to ask you, because of your job, of course. Yeah. Um, the, one of the biggest questions is about the CIA. There's that mysterious dangling question about whether Oswald was a CIA agent. But big picture... If he turns out to have ever had a real association with the CIA, does yeah. that forever damage that, ang that agency? I mean, there's been all kinds of, throughout history, episodes where CIA agents were posing as various people mm -hmm. that had trustworthy, other, you know, non-governmental trustworthy images in society. I mean, reporters had issues with this going back several decades, mm -hmm. at least, you know, they don't do that anymore. But, um, yeah, I mean, look, it, it, we're in an environment where a lot of people don't trust what they hear in the media, where a lot of people don't trust what they hear from government. If that's established, that's going to just fuel more mistrust in the future, that this, you know, is one of the biggest episodes in all of American history, if that was, you know, a, 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 a CIA plot. Um, but like you were saying, I mean, at, at this point, there's the, the conspiracy theorists will continue until mm -hmm. everything is out there. And if everything that comes out there does not settle all those questions, they will continue on. And, that is yeah. one thing that you can count on. It's consistency. And I think we do want to know whether the original fake news was uh, planted by Russia claiming that LBJ was somehow involved with the assassination. That would be another good question, too. But uh, another headline-making question is, in April, when uh, some more of this is supposed to come out, do we expect another mess? Or I, mean, is, I, I wouldn't yeah. be surprised if there's just another 180-day delay. I mean, this is how the government works. There's, right. Especially when it comes to national security issues. It's waiver after waiver after waiver, and it's always at the brink, and then it comes, and we don't actually see what we were anticipating. Well, so, at that point, that's when Donald Trump, who is the president now, is going to say, enough is enough. Yeah. Get it out of here. I gave you 180 right. days to do it. Plus, in April, the, April they'll be passing the extension of the DACA program. No, that's right. another right. deadline. March. So we'll March all be talking about that. Well, what, what do we think was the president's motivation to jump all over this anyway? Well, I mean, there was the, the, the 1992 deadline, deadline right. um, but, you know, there is an argument. Uh, James Homan in The Washington Post actually wrote this today in his newsletter that this is President Trump. This is the awesome responsibility of when you are the president. It's easy as a candidate to say, I'm going to release everything. But when you are the president, then you have the responsibilities and you listen to the right. CIA. You know, I don't know about that. Maybe there's information that we shouldn't know that would have. But I, I'm inclined to say 
put it out. But he's, well, plus, he's talked about it. This has been something personally he's been interested right. in yes. all his life and talked about. It. Right. Right. I think the interest of the country, this is not quite like NAFTA things he said or like the Iran deal things right. he says as a candidate versus president. It's slightly different than that. And I think the curiosity of the country is universal. Karen, Paris, Bill, Matt, thank you so much. Happy Friday and see you on the other side of the weekend. This is day 281 of the president's administration. And that is the state of America tonight. Check out your podcast, subscribe at Apple Podcasts or your favorite app, and we'll see you back here next week. When you work, you work next level. And when you play, you play next level. And when it's time to sleep, Sleep Number Smart Beds are designed to embrace your uniqueness, providing you with high-quality sleep every night. Sleep next level. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, the Queen Sleep Number C4 smart bed is only $1,599. Save $300 for a limited time, only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. Prices higher in Alaska and Hawaii. Quality sleep is essential, and that's why the Sleep Number smart bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. So, you can choose what's right for you whenever you like. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature. Quiets their snores. Sleep Number does that. Sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on Sleep Number limited edition smart beds for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com.